And so now we fully embrace our plague year. And in these long, sweat-panted hours where every day is Saturday, one could be forgiven for getting stuck on the predictability of it all. We know exactly how we got here, and yet we are baffled by the fact that here we are. I realize that perhaps it's unhelpful to endlessly churn through what might have been. I've been guilty of doing that with relationships my whole life. There can be no more dastardly question to ask oneself than, what if? What if I had chosen this path, this person, over the other? And maybe, as my tantric yogi Marcus likes to say, usually with his mouth half full of a matcha bagel, there are multiple realities, and every decision forges a new universe, but probably we just have to make choices and live with the results. The regrets from those actions settle deep within us, unseemly as they are, all hard edges and spiky. And there they sit, always present until due to the constant abrasion of memory going over and over and over the thing. They end up with their rough parts all smoothed over, the surfaces shiny like a mirror or a scrying stone, glimmering when we give them light, even in the darkest parts of us. But as we collectively deal with trying to adjust to this moment, which is a terrible, terrible moment, I can't help but recall my last trip through my beloved LaGuardia. And I can tell you this. The air and the quality of light were different that night. As I lugged Galinda's Reiki table from baggage claim and threw a Nepalese backpack over my shoulder full of branded crystal water bottles, the kind with the crystals hot glued to the bottom. I know that they're hot glued because I did the gluing and I still have a few burns on the part of my hand that stretches from my thumb to the index finger. I could sense it even then. The point is, like in all those movies where the animals are sort of spooked before a big disaster, LaGuardia which I contend is a living, breathing thing, always changing, never reliable, organic in the worst way. LaGuardia sent something was looming on the horizon. The air was very still. The lights were pale, a kind of green, greener than usual. The touchscreens of Delta Terminal, all dark. And the air, usually perfumed by day-old baked goods and carpet cleaner, well, that was basically the same, maybe a little more exhaust notes in there, but I'm telling you, it knew, and we should have known. It was trying to warn us. But now what can we do but stay away from each other and try to get through this? And in order to do so, I need you, and I need us, to enter this totally safe quarantine zone that we call the Deep Night. Friends, hello, it's me, Dale Seaver, and I'm once again honored to be your host, guide, and mask wearing guru as we enter this next hour of regrets and revelations. This is really the first episode of the new age, the first where I could not travel to my deep night studios and greet my guest in person. I could not be there when they told me they'd be running a few minutes late over the text. I could not uh, look into their eyes as we conducted the conversation. Now, if you're a fan of this show, I hope you know that I have prized audio quality and high fidelity to you, the loyal listener. But now, uh, we're in a new place. 
and uh, it's a let's do this remotely kind of a place. And that means that I'm trying some new technology. It's very low-budget Terry Gross here, uh, where I have to try and imagine the guest, and they imagine me, and we have what used to be called a phone call, uh, a phone call that's being recorded, so a wiretap where we talk about feelings. I trust that we're all adjusting to glitchy video and the delay and digital audio boops now that we meet and conduct all of our business via digital portals. For years, I've been encouraging people to open their portals and join me, and now it's quite literally that. So bear with me as we figure things out here. I I ask for your patience and uh, know that I am also bearing with you and trying to be here and be available to you. Now, if you're out there as a creative person and want to do a little bit for the podcast, uh, my doors are open. Some kind of audio thing, or if you'd like to do a visual thing, let me know, and uh, I, we'll, we'll send you a little, uh, we'll have an exchange, okay? <laughs> we'll give you a little scratch, or we'll give you a signal boost, and we'll get the work out there. Now, I grew up with a TV personality that would come on on the weekends named Captain Noah, and every week, Captain Noah and his wife, who uh, was the real engine behind the show, I imagine, would ask kids to send in pictures and uh, drawings and, uh, to, to them, and uh, he'd hang them high in the TV sky. Uh, it all took place on a ship, you understand, and there were the, uh, the, the wife ran all the puppets. She, I mean, you don't need look up Captain Noah. You'll be rewarded no matter what. Um, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, you send me something, I'll amplify it here. And if you have a Venmo or something, we'll list that if, if that's what you do with those. And we'll encourage others to support your work. I know a lot of people out there are looking for something. Uh, and uh, if, we, if we can be a platform for you, if we can help shovel a little bit of money your way, well, by gosh, let's do that. And uh, as an example, I did this not long ago with Eileen Hanley. Uh, she wrote us a song, which we're going to play at the end of the show. And so you'll, you'll hear that, and uh, we'll give some information out about her. But first, my guest today is writer, performer, and creator Lana Schwartz. Lana spoke to me from her apartment, where she's holed up making the most of it. Incidentally, I'm holed up here in the apartment, too, and I don't know what it is that they're engaged in, but it sounds like someone's having a relay race above me. So uh, I hope somebody wins. Anyhow, uh, Lana Schwartz, yes, her new book, Building Your Own Romantic Comedy. Well, it came out March 17th, which means that it was not without some challenges as a release date, you see, given how the country basically shut down the day or so before that. But it's a fine book, I will tell you. I was able to get a copy of it myself. Uh, It's a very fun book and one that you can enjoy with roommates, loved ones, or pets, whomever you happen to be stuck inside with for the foreseeable future. She's written for The New Yorker, The Hairpin, Vulture, Mental Floss, Above Average, The Toast, The Hard Times, The Whiskey Journal. That's the one I get. Uh, let's go now to my conversation with Lana Schwartz. Lana Schwartz, hello. Hi. And welcome to the deep night. Uh, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Well, thank you for joining me in this way. Deep Night used to be just the name of the podcast. Now it feels like the name of our current reality. Uh, it's uh, Thank you for joining me remotely using technology. Yes. And uh, my question to you is, how are you faring in the midst of a global pandemic? Uh, you know, I'm hanging in there. Um, sort of like, uh, sort of feels like hanging off a cliff. Yes. Uh, 
hang so quite literally hanging in there uh <laughs> yes very precariously yes you know I, it, it strikes me it's a lot like grief isn't it yes uh, this feeling is, I, yeah i feel like i've moved through the five stages of quarantine yeah and now i'm just comfortable that maybe i'll never go outside again yeah yeah you might you might not it, what yeah. is outside it's a state of mind that's that's right <laughs> That's right. I do. I fear the air at this point, every <laughs> surface, everything. And I'll tell you, I feel a little betrayed by my crystals. Yeah. Did you charge yeah. them? Well, I've done a lot with them and I'm beginning to think they might just be rocks. Oh, no. I know. It's come to that. Have Have you turned to any unusual things during this time? Oh, my God. Playing so much uh, Scrabble on an app. I've been playing Scrabble Go with like strangers. It's like oh. the most intimate thing I've done with strangers on the internet is play tons and tons of Scrabble Go. And, and are you pretty good at it? Um, no, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> no. Are, are you are, are you able to interact with the people in any way other than just moving the digital tiles? There is a chat uh, area that I try to avoid. Um, <laughs> Sound advice yes. for most platforms. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh, give us the give us the tenor over there at Casa Schwartz. Well, what's uh, what's the vibe there? Uh, vibe is um, it's me and my two roommates um, all trying to make it through each day. Um, yes. Yeah. And, and were you close before? Um, yeah, yeah. We get along well. Um, we all, uh, you know, have busy schedules and are all very luckily, very thankfully still employed. So we're still working um, from uh-huh, our good. respective stations within the apartment. And, and it's uh, multiple Zoom conference calls going on all the time? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, my company uses something called Blue Jeans. Um, oh. So yeah, video calls, regular phone calls, Similar. all of that. I Yes, I also will say I've been watching so much Dawson's Creek. So. PSA for anybody oh, out there. If you're yeah. looking for something to watch, I've been re-watching <laughs> Dawson's Creek. I can't get enough of it. Good old Pacey. Mm-hmm. And the gang. Pacey's the best. Isn't that his name? Pacey? Dawson. Yeah. Pacey is, yeah. Pacey's <laughs> okay. a good character. Dawson is the worst. Um, yes. Yes. How about you? What have you been doing? Well, uh, similarly, I've gotten into Glee. Oh, I've been thinking about rewatching that. <laughs> what, it's, uh, yeah. It's a trip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so much happens that first season. That first season must be all I ever watched. <laughs> yeah. Because I knew I kind of remembered it all. And then and now we're into things that are 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 different and exciting. But uh, it's uh it's it's a weird show. Yes. And in fact, even for something that was so close relatively mm-hmm. to our current timeline some very problematic things as they try to take on the big issues. Yes. Uh, can you share if you have any favorite or least favorite musical numbers? Oh, oh well, we just did the, uh, the Gwyneth Paltrow episode. Oh boy. Uh, which, which is a favorite of mine. I'll tell you, uh, because I just love Gwynny, mm-hmm. but, uh, they did the singing in the rain mashup with, uh, umbrella. Oh, where they sure. f- flooded the stage, which was, that was quite something, but I don't appreciate the way it was shot because you don't really get to see mm-hmm. the, the movement that much. Yeah. Uh, I have identified that Quinn only has one dance move with her hands at her side and her, 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 her arms at her side and her hands up 
in a very princess-like move. Yes, that sounds um, right. And uh, I was, uh, I, I know I turned a shade of red, and maybe this just says something about me, uh, when they did the um, big wheel, keep on, tur- proud Mary, uh, oh. with, with the wheelchairs. Sure, yes. There, yeah. I've been re-watching some old musical numbers, and um, there are some things that uh, I do not think should have been sung by um, a glee choir. One of them being um, maybe like Control by Janet Jackson. Um, yes, yes. That's my opinion. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're always in trouble when Mr. Shoe starts uh, singing. Oh, my God. And when he does Ice Ice Baby. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. No, st- thank you. There's, it's okay for some uh, cultural things to slip away. Yes, I would you agree know, when there. We, when we reemerge from this cocoon of ours. Yeah. Let us be more beautiful and let us not look at all the things. In the <laughs> okay. <laughs> not everything should be recorded and passed on. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and, and eating wise, you're okay. I mostly grilled cheese at this point. Oh, wow. Um, uh, grilled cheese sounds incredible. Yeah. I have been cooking a lot, trying to be smart about what I cook. Um, cause I don't want to have to go to the, to the grocery store too often. So trying yes, to do, a lot of meal prep, how I normally would on a Sunday night before the week starts. Aha. Yeah. Aha. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of uh, Tupperware ready meals. Exactly. Yes. I actually uh-huh. just, um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Alice and Roman. Um, oh, yes. But yes, I made the stew. And uh-huh. so then I have that and I, you know, try to do a few big recipe batches so that I have breakfast you know, lunch, dinner, whatever, ready to go. And then if I'm in the mood for something else, I'll, you know, do something easy. But that well, way I don't have the, to think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she's really become the star of, of this moment, too. Has a few yeah. things have really hit. Yeah. And, uh, boy, that was good timing on her part. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. <laughs> she's great. Uh, highly recommend following her on Instagram if anybody listening to this does not already. Yes. Yeah. I assume most people do. Yes. That's true. And what's the splurge item? What's like you got like one uh, score bar in the fridge that you're just uh, eating oh, slowly? Man. I made a really good batch of um, chocolate chip oatmeal cookies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. From a New York Times recipe, uh, substituted raisins for chocolate chips. Very, yes. very happy with how they came out. Uh-huh. Um, and that's also where having roommates comes in handy. <laughs> right. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I bet they appreciate yeah. it too. Yeah, yeah. All the pals there. Mm-hmm. Now you are a lifelong New Yorker. I am. I am born in Queens, or you know, uh-huh. right, born and raised in Queens. Now I live in Brooklyn. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you've been through hardships before. Does Governor yes. Cuomo's words of encouragement ring true to you? That we'll get through this because we're tough, and he loves us. Uh, um, I think there. We will get through this. I think I think uh, this will definitely loom over us as a society for years and years and years. Uh, like yes. the personal hardships people are seeing, losing people, but also like women delivering their babies without their partners in the room, without their doulas, you know, things like that I think will be very hard on people um, in the years to come, you know, like suffering from that, remembering this time of, unemployment and I think general depression will be very hard for us to, you know, we'll still have to face it once this is over. Yes. And I worry that uh, we will probably instill a sense of, uh, 
uh, fear about nature and about going outside for some of the young people. Um, yeah. You know, the kids that are being held mm-hmm. inside with only the uh, opportunity to go out on a fire escape for a little bit of fresh air or something. Yeah. I, um, oh, God, I can't even imagine, um, you know, if this had happened to me when I was a kid. I, I can't. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel I definitely, you know, you definitely are losing something um, if you're at an important part of your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. But uh, they are resilient. Yes. The children, mm-hmm. but uh, as we must all be. But uh, yes, it's going to leave a mark, like uh, the plastics in mm-hmm. the uh, layers of the earth are leaving yeah. a mark. You know, yes, in the Anthropocene that we are all in. Yeah. Um, well, you've uh, speaking of leaving a mark. Mm-hmm. How's that? <laughs> You're here with us today yes. because you have, amidst all of this, you have a new book out. I and, do. Uh, yeah. Yes, and congratulations on Thank that. You. And I think the timing, uh, pretty good, all things considered. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, timing, not great, um, but trying to do what I can to spread the word however I can. So I'm very appreciative to be with you today. Yes, well, we're, we're happy you're here. And the book is called Build Your Own Romantic Comedy. And we yes. need something like, first of all, great to have projects during this time if you're not just trying to survive and do whatever else. But uh, it's nice to have a little bit of a, a moment of uh, distraction and that kind of thing. Lots of people are watching movies, too. So I think this does kind of fit in. Uh, what do you think are the chances that we'll see a few uh, COVID-19 cupids out oh there? Oh, my gosh. I think we're going to... In the next few years, we're going to get slammed with so much COVID-19, like, content. Um, yeah. yeah. Lots of stories about this. We're going to get docuseries, podcasts, rom-coms, you name it. <laughs> yeah, do you think the appetite will be there? <laughs> Who, oh my who wants God. to relive this? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, you know, yeah. I wonder if, honestly, maybe not people um, who are going through it. I don't know that we'll want that, but in 10... No. 20 years people who uh you know like kids um yeah. or you know people who didn't experience it somehow i feel like they'll want to know about it sure yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like a lot of the vietnam uh, uh, comedies and things that would come out yeah exactly yeah we skipped a generation mm-hmm. but like oh, okay i'll watch china beach yeah um and do you think a pandemic and forgive some of these questions <laughs> no <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Everyone. Uh, is a pandemic, the, a pandemic the right time to find love? Oh, boy. Um, I guess it dep- Do you mean self-love? Do you mean romantic <laughs> love? Friendship? It might be. I guess what I'm saying is it's kind of a tricky thing uh, to find love at this moment. Yeah. What are some ways that it might happen for people? Oh, man. Well, uh, I I think my, my pandemic rom-com pitch is... Um, someone finds out that their former partner um, has a new uh, boyfriend or girlfriend they're about to quarantine with or isolate with. And so they have only have 24 hours to find their own uh, new partner to quarantine with, but they realize uh, it was their best friend slash roommate all along. Oh, yeah. That's lovely. Yeah. (laughs) So, That's my that's my rom com pitch. Yeah. Um otherwise I guess it's a lot of, you know, internet stuff, uh that sort of thing. Uh well said. Yeah. Yes. 
virtual dates. Uh, yeah. I don't know. You think, do you think it'll be like the love is blind now? Um, you think that uh, ends up being kind of a uh, prescient in its uh, apparently, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess that was a good primer for everything that's going on right now. <laughs> yes, yeah. although they do get to meet each other. Yeah. Did you watch the series? Oh, so, oh, um, I I did not watch the series. Um, I don't like reality TV. It, if I'm being honest, day. yeah, I no, am. I, I am not. Honest. And yeah, listen, I don't either. I'm with you, but I was uh, up at a little house uh, in Vermont and we needed something to watch and we started this program and what a journey it was. Uh, I really got, I got pulled in and I loved it and I don't normally go for that sort of thing, but my goodness, (laughs) Um, I really see people's uh, Mm -hmm. motivations so clearly. Yeah. I, I mean, I know everybody. Yeah, I respect it. I understand. (laughs) Not for me. There's, there's a. It, it would be very hard to get me to watch any kind of reality competition or any, especially any kind of romantic reality competition. I have no desire. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll give you another fourteen days. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Thank you. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) <laughs> Check back in with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a sort of thing in the air of uh, love in the time of COVID, isn't yes. there? Are you on board for that? Do you, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, that we might not be the target audience, but do you encourage people to be thinking about that? Are you documenting this time as you go through it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say, like, live your life, live your truth. Um, I think now is a great time to get in touch with yourself, to be honest. Um, yeah. You're not going to be able to meet anybody you forge a connection with for some time anyway. So you right. might as well, like, use this time to honor what you want, you know, uh, sure. like a creatively satisfying project, you know, read, clean your room, watch what you want to watch. Like, that's, you're not going to get peer pressured into going to a bar you don't want to go to or a party. Yeah. So that's what I think. Um yeah, live your life, live your truth, because we can't go anywhere anyway. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. true. Now, uh, what's uh, uh, what is behind the passion for rom coms? Um, I mean, you for mean, you for, for you. me, yeah. I think, um, I think like I'm not the kind of person who, um, you know, I like like uh, I like all kinds of movies, but I think I for me, I like a lot of movies that feel true to life. Um, yes. Yeah. Where the stakes are the kind of stakes that you or I might experience in our own daily lives. So I like to see that reflected. And I think uh, one thing that's kind of fun about rom-coms is it's a lot of people getting in their own ways. And that is something I can relate to. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've watched a lot of the ones, now we're talking Lifetime, Hallmark, mm-hmm. those kind of things. Oh, boy, and, yeah. Now, that's a specific genre of this, a subgenre, yes. maybe, of what we're talking about. And I've seen a lot of those because my, my wife watches a lot of them, mm-hmm. and especially holiday times, you know. Yes. And uh, it's, it's really, uh, I can see it's a boon for 90s child actors. Oh, boy, um, yes. They, they really got that on lock. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, the whole thing, it's a lot like gaming or sports mm-hmm. in that it has a reliable pattern to it. Yes. And then you watch and see what happens within those parameters mm-hmm. as you so expertly explore in your book. Oh, thank you. 
Was that one of the things that uh, drew you to it? To the book or to... Um, to the process of making the book, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you kind of know that there's going to be some kind of reliable pattern in the sense that, yeah, two people will meet. They will yeah. have some kind of initial obstacle. Um, yes. They'll resolve that first obstacle. And then there will be kind of a second bigger obstacle where, you know, they um, go their separate ways for a little while or one person has to figure something out or both do, and then they will find a way to come back together. Um, but it's all the things that in between that make it exciting, like how they're able to do that and what sort of fun things happen along the way. Yes. I did the coffee shop in Peril Path. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad to hear it. I mean, I don't know how you feel as a, you know, New York, New Yorker, but tried to inject some of that um some of that reality of what's happening to our local businesses yes yes i picked up on the yeah. current events yes, yes good glad to hear it and as we're talking it strikes me that you also have a history with uh, improv right um S sketch yeah sketch and improv sketch and okay. improv yeah definitely more sketch than improv Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's the sort of writer's impulse too, yes. I imagine. Yes. And you get those, it's great to have this, the pattern is everything, is what yes. I'm trying to say. Definitely. You know, where, you know sort of what you're going to do, and then you have all that uh, mm -hmm. space to invent yes. around there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, have you ever been on a date and felt some rom-com vibes happening? Boy. This is something to think about. Um, yeah, I think I've had some like unique, fun ways I've met people that feel very rom-commy. Um, I think especially when I was younger, um, a little more adventurous. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, and I think that's kind of where the rom-com can let you down, um, is that you can meet somebody in an incredible way, but it doesn't mean they're a good person, you know? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, what's the most outrageous way you've met somebody? Um, I'm trying to think. Outrageous? Um, I don't know. I would say, like, I definitely had, like, fun meetings with people at bars or, you know, um, at, like, parks or something like that. One time, though, yeah. a guy did try to talk to me on the subway. I was reading a book, and he caught me so off guard, I screamed. And I got the whole subway car's attention because I was so taken aback. <laughs> and uh, how long did you date after that? We did not date after that. <laughs> no. The screaming response wasn't the yeah, thing he, he, or yeah. you were looking for. He also oh, had fine. a he also had a hat, a very funny hat on. I didn't uh -oh. trust him. Like a pork pie? What are we talking about? I think here? it was a fedora. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Not meant not meant to be. Not meant to be. No. no. Working through some issues of his own, I would say. Yes, I would yep. say so. Yeah. Some kind of performative identity masking a truth. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I see. Yes. And uh let's see here. Mm -hmm. Um who in your opinion, when you think about the world of rom coms, uh not just your own experience, but uh, who do you think are the finest rom com actors out there that oh can gosh. really sell it? Finest rom-com actors. I mean, I feel like, you know, who I have to give it up for, who does not, in my opinion, get enough credit is James Marsden. 
I, Interesting. I think he's great. I don't know what it is, but I find him very charming. And I feel like he also, he plays the leading man and the second fiddle very yes. well, both of them. What's that one? He's in the Enchanted one. What's that one called? Is it just called Enchanted? There you go. <laughs> um, he's he's in, winning in that. He sort of does. He sort <laughs> of does. I mean, he's winning as an actor. I oh, he's winning. Yes, yes. yes. Um, but, you know, he's in He's in 27 Dresses. He's in... Oh, right. Yeah, he's in The Notebook. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. And I feel like there's something very... I feel like I respect an actor who can do both. I also yeah. love, similarly, Bill Pullman. Sure. Yeah. Yes. yes. The classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of sneaks up on you, that one. Yeah. Bill Pullman. Did you... Yeah. A lot of ladies in the 90s who didn't want to be with him. But <laughs> Yep. It's nice he was to, there yeah. all along. Uh, but it's nice to see him slip into the lead once in a while when he does. Yeah. 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 Gives you a little hope that good guys can finish. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> now, are we going to forgive James Marden, Marsden for the uh, Imagine video? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's the only one where I was like, you're okay. Yeah, like maybe this whole thing isn't so bad. Look at yes. that. Yes, and also There's Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, yeah, no, you know, no. Mark Ruffalo does do a lot of very, uh, he does a lot of activism. Yes. So yep. I can forgive him for also being performative. <laughs> Quite literally <laughs> that's, performative. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's right. And you, you talk about some of these folks, and the thing is, you can't teach lovable, can you? No. No, you cannot. Just you have it or you don't. Yes, it's true. Yeah. So uh, I know you kind of did this already for this uh, time, but if mm-hmm. I give you a couple of elements of my own life, mm-hmm. would you be willing to kind of structure them together? Oh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. So uh, if I gave you a uh, yoga studio, mm-hmm. energy healer, divorcee, mm-hmm. what would you come up with? Divorcee, yoga studio, energy healer. Are you yeah. okay? Are you an active yoga yogi? Uh, I, I own the studio. You own the studio. Duh. Sorry. Yeah. You own the studio. Okay. Yeah. I would say healer, uh, owner of yoga studio, uh, divorcee. I would say, and you have a daughter, right? In this scenario or no? Uh, sure. Okay. So let's say <laughs> yeah, in this sure. scenario... You have a kid. Uh, okay. Kid brings their uh, friend's mom, who is a yoga skeptic, to the studio uh-huh. uh, because she's had some really bad back problems. And yep. she doesn't believe yoga will help. And uh-huh. you're like, give it eight weeks. You have a free trial. If it works, you have to become a member. Uh, and if it doesn't, you can walk out of here. You don't owe me a dime. Yep. So throughout those eight weeks, I would say the skeptic becomes yeah. increasingly less skeptical of the power of yoga and healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And love. And love. And then it's like who healed who, you know? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. Because we're all just carrying a little bit of pain around. Exactly. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's great. Mm-hmm. That's good. You're so good at this. Thank you. Thank you. 
I mean, could could you be out there writing these professionally? That is, that's the dream, right? You know, that's yeah. my hope. Uh, yeah, I think if you, I think also one thing that um, is, you know, one thing uh, that is nice about it is I think there is, you know, you always hope that there will be kind of more love out there and different kinds of stories to be told. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you make this book into a movie? Um, that'd be great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess you do have to choose what happens. Um, yeah. but yeah, there are elements of different types of rom-coms there and different types of stories. And I think that's really like, I do believe we've been seeing like a rom-com boom as they've been saying in the news these past few years. But I think it's yeah. because there's a willingness to make previously untold stories more mainstream uh, you know, characters that would have just been side characters in the past now get to uh, have their own love story depicted. And I think it's I think that's what people were very hungry for. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're uh, we should all be uh, working to bring as much positivity as possible. Yes, uh, I agree with that. Yes. Encourage everyone, mm-hmm. especially in these dark times. And yeah. uh, I just wanted to express uh, my sympathies about your mother. I know you've written about oh, her uh, yes. on the site, and I hope it's okay to talk about that. Yeah, we can talk um, about it. But I just would want to offer, only because I, I too, lost my mother oh, from I'm sorry. cancer. It's been many years uh, now, but it's never easy. Yeah. Um, and you talked about having dreams where your mother's back yes. and not sick. Yeah. Yes. And I had those two. Oh, okay. And that's uh, so I wanted to offer that uh, this is something that happened. And uh, <laughs> right up to the point where I realized that if she were alive, well, I'd have to go through it all again. Yeah. And once that clicked for me, I thought, okay, well, that's enough of that dream. Yes. That's, you know, that's I, helpful. Could, I could let it go. Yeah. It is, yeah. It is very hard uh, because, you know, you can feel like you're moving on or you're okay. I mean, not, you'll never be okay, okay, but you know, some semblance of okay. And then you have something like that that just like knocks you off your feet because you can't control your dreams or at least, you know, for the most part you can't, or it's a lot harder to, you know, so you can do all the healthy things in your real life. But when you go to sleep, you know, can't shut that off. Things are working. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's also the sense that, oh, I want to keep dreaming because I don't want to lose that connection. Yeah. But uh, in fact, it's it's uh, something else yes. <laughs> and coming to some resolution about yeah. it in so much as one can. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a little more resigned to the fact that she can help me from the spirit world. That's how I cope. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. I mean, I try to just honor my mom um, however I can. You know, this has been kind of uh, tricky because um, – the book, you know, I got the opportunity to write it uh, pretty quickly after she passed away. Um, and it was great to have a distraction some days. And some days it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to use my brain. Um, this is right. so hard. So it was like, you know, both helpful and a little challenging at the same time. And then now that it's done, it's kind of like this physical evidence of uh, how much time has passed in a way. And that's right. like a little strange for me and also just not being able to share it with her is um of course a bummer right right and as we said at the beginning that the the process we're going through now is like a kind of global grief yes uh so to have some of those things be triggered constantly i I know myself i find myself just kind of weeping yeah at at a certain point and going moving on through it really is like moving through Mm -hmm. those stages 
Yeah. And it happens throughout the day, sometimes throughout the week. Mm-hmm. What kind of um, cancer did uh, she have, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, it started as a, a breast cancer, and mm-hmm. then that kind of was okay, and then it was in the lymph nodes, and yeah. then it was uh, on the spine and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty uh, gnarly there towards the end. This is 24 or so years now. Wow, but, yeah. But uh, still very clear mm-hmm. uh, visiting her. Yeah. But, uh, you know, there's not like, uh, unlike Mr. Shu singing, I'm glad there's some things she didn't see. Yes. Yes. I, <laughs> you know, yeah. if it has to be this way, then okay. Yeah. Gosh. I, I feel, I feel somewhat similar in the sense that I'm not, I'm, I'm not glad to have gone through anything I went through, but I can't imagine it happening now. I really feel for anybody who has a sick family member that they can't visit. You know, yes. that just seems awful. Um, so, you know, if it was going to happen, I I wish it had happened in the future and not when it did, but I can't imagine it happening now. Yes. Yeah. And and we'll carry these things with us mm-hmm. and it'll inform us as we move forward. And yeah. It'd be exactly what you just offered, which is some compassion towards mm-hmm. uh, one another. It's important. Yes, absolutely. Well, other than one clear example, there have been few rom-coms with ghosts. <laughs> I mean, other than that's ghosts. True. That's true. But I think, I think we could go farther with that. I think that's another area that could be explored. Do you think? Or do you think yeah. we're losing touch from being no. inside so long? <laughs> I, think, I think, you know, everybody uh, deserves to have their story told. And if your yeah. story involves ghosts, <laughs> so be it. You know, and so I also think like... Uh, I think there's a lot of fun to be had with, you know, also um, the more satirical aspects of certain rom-coms. Um, yes. So I would love to see like a ghost rom-com satire. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. What happened to that lady that married a ghost? Oh, that's a good question. Right. She I got bet divorced he cheated from on the ghost. Her. <laughs> How can you not? <laughs> what are the rules that are holding that That's together? a good question. What are the rules? Um, but I think, you know, yeah, we're always finding new ways to love and be loved. So ghosts, not off limits, in my opinion. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll look to see what happens. Um, now, uh, like many uh, rom-com heroines have a kind of plan to get through the day and to, mm-hmm. to manage stress. Do you have any helpful uh, self-care items that we should be thinking about? Well, um generally um or specific to the pandemic uh things that you're doing to just get through it uh yeah what i tell people is uh you know it's very um i think one thing that's really important is um like honoring how you feel uh you know like i have my own frustrations um i think we all do um you know, even though we know we're on the lucky side of things or the lucky spectrum, um, I think, um, I think if you are frustrated, it's okay to let yourself be frustrated. Or if I'm really upset about something, I'm like, tonight you get to be upset, and t- tomorrow you're not thinking about this anymore. Yes. So I think like indulging in those feelings and letting yourself sit with them, and then you can move on. That's how I, t- I try to treat it. And I also am trying to break up my days and my weekends in a way like this is a Saturday activity. You're going to do this right. on the weekend, um, <laughs> that sort of thing, um, to kind of make the days feel different. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. 
Yes. All solid, solid advice Thank there. You. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm glad that uh, you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, for, to have this opportunity to talk to you meant that I got to wear uh, regular pants and a shirt. Oh, great, great. <laughs> got a, a clean turtleneck on just for this conversation. Wow, I'm I am very flattered to hear that. <laughs> Um, Good. Yeah. It used to be when you would ask somebody, what are you wearing? It was a different kind of thing. Now it's just, uh, how is your <laughs> mental state? You know? Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so, well, how can people get the book? Um, you can get it pretty much uh, wherever you get your books. Um, I've been recommending people get it uh, previously from their local bookstores. Um, but now I would say, I'm not sure, you know, the situation with certain bookstores, um, but I would say bookshop.org. If you can't place your order with a bookstore, bookshop.org is a really great um, website where, you know, you can buy online, but the money benefits local bookstores. Oh, that's terrific. And uh, hopefully, did you have a big tour and everything planned? Are you doing any of that remotely, uh, Instagramming or something? Um, So, yes, I was supposed to be leaving for... um, a trip in about six days that I'm no longer going on. Um, I was going to go to Austin, LA, and then Portland. So hopefully I will be, I will be in those cities when this is all over. Um, and maybe some others, uh, in terms of Instagram, um, I'm still figuring that out. Um, yeah. I would, you don't I, have to. <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> I know I should probably be doing some Twitch streaming or going oh live, but I am, uh, I'm still, uh, wrapping my head around that. <laughs> Sure. Yes. God yeah. bless you if you can figure it out. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a very tech savvy person, um, which is a little silly given like my age and my circumstances, but unfortunately the, it's the truth. Well, I find it refreshing. Thank you. <laughs> so, well, uh, Lana, this is so great to meet you. Thank you uh, Thank for you. doing this yeah. um, and for reaching out across the, the, uh, void here thank you so much for having me oh yes yeah yeah well stay safe you Be too well. you I too wish you success with the book and hopefully uh you can get out there and the and tour or at least uh, find all the people that are building their rom-coms as we speak yes uh thank you so much and yeah if anybody also has any questions about the book or anything like that um i'm very reachable so um i'm happy to talk about that <laughs> yeah. rom-coms anything All right, good. And we'll put a link up on the site. Uh, Lana, thank you. Thank you. Okay, talk soon. Lana Schwartz, wonderful. I do hope you'll be inspired to think creatively during this time. If you can, find a moment between lamenting the state of things and worrying about what's next. Lana's website is lanalikebanana.com and all the book information is there as well. So in keeping with what I had said earlier in our Deep Night Spotlight today, comedian and musician Eileen Hanley, based in New York, originally from Maine, Eileen has been doing so many great shows around town. She's a terrific singer and, as it turns out, a songwriter as well. Now, uh, I gave her a few prompts, and she made this song that you're about to hear. If you'd like to reach out to Eileen and have her make you a song, well, you can do that. Go to her website, EileenHanley.com. Visit her Instagram page. Uh, with the handle at Glitterists, and right there in the bio is a link to a form. Now, uh, I don't know uh, how long she's going to be doing this, but as of March 2020, it's possible. So with that, let's continue to help each other out through this and remember that although this night is ending, a bright new day is just ahead.
Deep Night with Dale is independently produced and performed by James Bewley. Season 12 podcast icon illustrated by Lars Litaro. Deep Night Season 12 theme by Zach Gabbard. Music throughout the episode is provided by the talented roster at Haller Hills Farm in Ohio. Production studio space provided by Harvestworks here in New York City. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts or tune in on Stitcher, SoundCloud, or Spotify. Thank you for listening, and this season, I encourage you all to leave your portals open.